0: In the morning, observant Jewish men wake up and pray a series of blessings, which includes, Shelo Asane Isha, thank you for not making me a woman. The women pray instead, thank you for making me according to your will. Now, I have to confess that I've always found this custom among our elder brothers in faith a bit unnerving. After all, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, we read, "...there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, for you are all one in Christ." I don't think it would ever occur to a Christian to say such a blessing when rising in the morning, and if it occurs to you, come to me because we obviously need to have a word of prayer. I mean, I can totally imagine the Blessed Virgin saying, thank you for making me according to your will, but did St. Joseph, a devout Jew, pray every morning, thank you for not making me a woman? I had to find out the answer to this question, so I did some research into it, and it seems like these blessings come from the Talmud, a Jewish spiritual text whose earliest origins are 200 years after Christ, so I think it's safe to say that that particular blessing was probably not on the lips of the last of the patriarchs. Some Jewish scholars posit that the reason for this blessing, which sounds frankly sexist to modern ears, is that Jewish men recognize that childbearing, childrearing, homemaking, and motherhood is just really hard work, and that their own duty to protect and provide is actually just a lot easier. So this blessing is actually a recognition, not that men are superior, but that they have it easier than the women in many ways. Not sure if I buy that, but I certainly would not be surprised to hear that St. Joseph grew ever more in awe of the mother of his foster child. Ever more sure that her motherhood was unique, but also gave Our Lady, and by extension all mothers, a status far beyond what more narrow-minded people would give them. Today we live in an age in which many people don't thank God for making them according to His will. And they don't thank God for making them what they are not. In fact, today we live in a massive rebellion against the God-given nature of things. Whether they be individuals in the various aspects of their human nature, or the divine plan for relationships between those individuals. There is a huge cultural shift going on all around us about sexuality and gender. And the teaching of the Catholic Church is routinely excoriated for being out of touch and cruel to people who want to identify themselves whatever way they want to identify themselves with little or no regard to any biological metaphysical or spiritual reality. Whenever I hear about tortured souls and their despairing loved ones about this, and let me tell you, I hear about this more and more, I'm always brought back to the wise words of Sister Taya Bowman, an African-American nun whose cause for canonization has been introduced. Once she said, God made me, and God don't make no junk. God knew what he was doing when he made every single one of us. He didn't have to make any of us, and could just as easily through his own power unmake us if he wished. But everything that he made is good even if we misuse that fundamental goodness that is ours. To be a man is good. To be a woman is good. To be who we are and to be that well is, according to St. Francis de Sales, what makes us saints. No secret knowledge. No windy, crazy path. Just the beautiful simplicity to rest in the knowledge that we are who we are. And we are always becoming more who we are when we live in Christ Jesus. To be Saint Joseph was good. He's so often referred to as the good man, almost as if he is the paragon of what it means to be a good man. Our Catholic tradition often speaks of Mary as the new Eve and Christ as the new Adam because of their unique role in salvation history, and that is certainly true. But there is a sense in which St. Joseph, too, is like a new Adam. Whereas Adam cravenly submitted to his partner's sinfulness when Eve revealed she had consented to the slithery serpent's false offer to knowledge of good and evil, Joseph, who was afraid that his beloved Mary was found pregnant because of sin or something that didn't quite add up, he kept his own virtue and listened to the angel who revealed to him what it was really all about. Joseph didn't necessarily have to be a part of the Christmas story because God could have brought all this about however he wanted, but he is certainly a part of the Easter story. One of those signposts on our journey to the promised land that where love is present, God makes us good. There's so much talk about toxic masculinity today. There's so much talk about the consequences of fatherlessness. There's so much talk about how dads are portrayed in the media as feckless morons, that it has spurred even more talk about how men have to reclaim their masculinity in contrast to women. There's even more talk about Viking and Norse gods like Odin and Thor being models of what it means to be a man. There's even more talk about real men do this, real men don't do this. So much talking. In the meantime, we look at St. Joseph. Not so much talking. He didn't have to. Why? Because he knew who and whose he was. He may not have understood how, at every moment, how every action in his life fit into a divine plan, but who of us does? I mean, we'd have to be God to know that anyway. And the patron of the universal church knew quite well that there was a God and that it wasn't he. That God assumed human flesh and lived in Joseph's house under his care. So who needs to sit there and talk incessantly about all this nonsense when he has the word incarnate playing on his lap as a little child. Less words. More word of God. Less agonizing and complicated navel-gazing about what it means to be a man in today's world and whether myths from Scandinavia give that meaning. More simply being who we are well, resting in the presence of the true God. On this feast of St. Joseph, it's time to thank God for giving us such a tremendous example by allowing us to learn at the feet of a master whose deeds far outweigh his words.